Hello, welcome to Riot, the alternative music podcast. My name's Stephen Hill. Renfrey, what's the matter? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing's the matter with you. Nothing's the matter with me, no. Because <laughs> you're going to get to talk about one of your favourite bands on this, the Rioters Review. Thanks very much for um, being a patron of the podcast. If you're listening to this over on patreon.com forward slash Riot podcast. If you aren't, if you're listening to it sometime in the future after it's been released for free, go to patreon.com forward slash right act podcast and sign up for exclusive content early or there is some content that you will ne- you will never get that for free you will never get it and you should sign up because you would have got this particular podcast ages ago and um, it would have i mean it still would have been horrendously outdated if it had come out about four years after this record came out oh, but here we fucking are stop it stop uh, it i think it's today, held up really well Thank you well, very we much. Oh, do you actually? Wow. Um, well, okay. Look, today, if, if, pff, I had a lot more fun listening to this record than I did Corey Taylor's record. Let's put it like that. Oh well, that's no fucking. <laughs> that's, well, what, that's what I said. I I had more fun listening to a kind of quite dated rock record than I did being smashed in the bollocks with. A, <laughs> but, that, but that's with being, a tote bag full of bricks. Touted. <laughs> Yeah. That's being touted as the fun record of 2020, isn't it? Oh, isn't it just? Take yeah. me Imagine... back to 1996. Thank you very much. I mean, I really... Uh, uh, pathetic people that are getting paid money to pretend they like that album. <laughs> sad. And I know we. I work with some of them. I'm, you know, you, you sad idiots. Um, <laughs> stop pretending you don't like the Corey Taylor album. Stop pretending you do. We can see straight through you. Yeah. You fucking liar. Anyway, another... enough about that calling out people that i I actually am friends with um today we're going to be talking about terrorvisions regular urban survivors as suggested by doug ray and rain um rain sorry i've said your name totally wrong wayne mcwilliam um two people i'd like to thank you both doug and wayne um profusely this is uh an absolute honor joy to me two people suggesting the same Television album, yeah, not even the and not even the main one either. Not even the the one one that most people go to. Uh, I mean, I'm not most people, Renfrey. We would have we would have ignored um, ones for how to make friends and influence people because it is on my classic albums. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I can't fucking wait for that. Come on, it's a fucking... Trying, trying to justify oh, how to make it? friends and influence people like a week after we do like the White Album or something. It's wall-to-wall <laughs> bangers. It's wall-to-wall I mean, it wall bangers. Yeah. Like, the thing is, we're gonna we'll get we'll get into this. I mean, we feel like we've just got so quickly got into this that it's just I know, I know. it's it's happening already. But we should anyway. I feel like uh, you we sh- were about to say this is actually your favorite television album. Is that what you were about to say? Because you're not well, like most people. Yeah, I mean it is. Oh, I thought it was until I listened to it today. Um, <laughs> Oh, so, don't break my heart. Third album by Terrorvision, yep. Regular Urban Survivors. Um, it's weird when it's because, yes, I don't <laughs> really know where to start with this band or this record. I guess um, we should just very, very quickly, and I don't want to spoil, you know, our fantastic classic album special that's going to be coming <laughs> up on the album that uh, that preceded this. But um were you a fan of television at the time when this record came out, Renfrey? Yeah, um, it was a bit of a weird one. I think um, because I've sort of talked about this time uh, where I was basically pretty much obsessed with Guns N' Roses, Metallica, 
Um, would I have been? I don't think I would have even been. Uh, maybe 96, maybe I would have been, yeah, just getting into Pearl Jam, I think, and, and mm. like grunge, basically. Mm -hmm. um, but <laughs> Finger on the pulse. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, but give me a break. I was 11 years old, for fuck's sake. Um, but my brother, I'm, I'm trying to remember if this is right. For some reason, I had a copy of some people say, some might say, some people say. Some people say. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I get I get confused between the Oasis song and Terror Television song all the time. Uh, one yes. is most definitely better than the other. Although actually they're mm -hmm. both quite good songs to be fair. Um, and um, yes, I had a copy of that on CD cassette tape. A C a CD cassette tape single. It was a oh, for fuck's sake. We're recording this early in the morning. It was a single on cassette. It's Eleven o'clock. It's not that early. <laughs> Fucking hell. Most people have been at work for three hours. <laughs> I'm self-employed. This is early for me. Uh, <laughs> it was a cassette single tape. <laughs> cassette yeah. single tape. That's what we used to call mm -hmm. them back in the day. I'm sure oh, you can yeah. attest to that. Definitely. <laughs> and I wore it out. I absolutely loved it. It had the brilliant um, B-side on it. Um, Mr. Buskerman. I don't know if you know mm -hmm. that song. Brilliant song. I remember it, but I don't know what it sounds like today. Hey, Mr. Buskerman. Uh, something like that um play a song for me <laughs> um and i just i just loved it and um i remember seeing the cover for regular urban survivors it probably would have been like woolworths or something like that and just mm. being like that is fucking cool the cover it's a kind of um spy spoof pastiche uh great concept yeah great really good concept great man. concept um and uh you know, rather than having the BBFC certificate, it says CD on it. I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. the tape had like a CT, like cassette tape or something like that. Um, and uh, yeah, um, I just thought it looked really fucking cool. I'm pretty sure I must have got how to make friends. for. Oh, no, I remember now. Do you remember when we were talking about the Caius albums getting all three um, CDs in a box? Yeah. Um, I got one of those, which had formaldehyde, how to make friends. <laughs> they accidentally put how to make friends influence people in there instead of welcome to Sky Valley. Is that what happened? <laughs> well, which is the better record? It's a tough one. Mm. Uh, <laughs> is it? <laughs> yes, it is. It's a great record. And and yes, and um, so it was a three CD pack thing, which had formaldehyde, um, how to make friends and influence people and regular urban survivors. And what what an amazing pack I'm, i actually like honestly i know you're gonna mock this but in terms of like the caius 3 cd and the terrorvision 3 cd i mean i've probably listened to both equally i probably i probably treasure both equally that's fair enough okay oh, no, that's fair enough i mean look uh, just to add my sort of two cents in here um i had for the past sort of four i mean uh perseverance came out perseverance. on on the 19th of thank you on the 19th of february 1996 right now um i probably started getting into rock music properly um at the i guess the kind of tail end of when um how to make friends and influence people was like a, a big ish hit a pretty big hit. i mean you know a pretty big hit they had five top 30 singles 
on yeah. how to make friends and influence people. Won't give away too many of the scores because obviously that's going to be one of the big pulls to make people come for that classic album that you are all chomping at the bit for. <laughs> it's, but, one of, um, it's one of the only pieces of information on the album that's readily available as well. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, so I, I mean, I didn't, I knew of Terrorvision and I almost certainly heard Oblivion and middleman almost almost Ooh. certainly is this going to continue all the way through this this yep. is what's going to happen probably is, yep. isn't it yeah because okay, they're I... so sing-along <laughs> if all yeah, the they people are. in the world came out in your back garden would you write and tell a king or would you we're not even doing that album them? we're not even doing that album right so you've got to, <laughs> gonna have to like try and rein it in a little bit i'm afraid right. um <laughs> if you don't mind um so perseverance came out went to number five in the UK singles chart. Yeah, it did. Which is pretty fucking impressive, I have to say. Yeah. And I remember hearing it and going like, you know, in a in a world... I mean, this is one thing I will say about this album. This album owes a lot, and they might not want to admit it because obviously they were a rock band, but there's Britpop all over this record, I think. And Perseverance, I was like, oh, it's, uh, it's another fun, jaunty kind of Britpop band. And... I bought it on single. I thought it was really good. And um, and it is really good. I mean, undoubtedly, it is really, really good, that song. It's unbelievably catchy. It's is a, is, is a wonderful song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's got so much kind of bounce and, yeah. you know, verve and joy to it. And I, I just, you know, I it reminds me of something like Slade, you know? Like yeah. it's got the same kind of cartoonish glam rock quality to something like Slade and I, I, it's it's wicked and I played it over and over and over and over again and you know at this time I was really getting into I mean I would have probably have bought uh, have got like Rancids and Out Come the Wolves Presidents of the United States of America I was obviously oh, yeah. Green, Green Day and Offspring were a really big thing at that time mm. so the sort of the early bits of rock music from that kind of the grunge and nirvana and stuff and then i mean i spoke in our classic albums about how big an album park life by blur was for me and i think like that's a really good way of getting into this kind of more fun strand of rock music which was sort of again it's one of those things that people don't really talk about how you know people think it was grunge and then grunge died and then new metal came along mm. not really in rock music because there was the wild hearts and there was uh three colors red and there was like i say the presidents and green day and offspring and there was bands who there were bands who were just uh, like a fucking like a laugh well, you know even, what i mean like even before that i mean i don't know if you'd strictly call them rock bands but um we've spoken briefly about carter the unstoppable sex machine yeah. Um, we've also have we spoken about Ned's Atomic Dustbin? I can't remember. If we haven't really spoken about the kind of Grebo, yeah, Ned's and Pop Will Eat itself and stuff. We haven't yeah, really ever itself. gone into that into into that properly. But and the Wonder Stuff were another one of those yeah. bands who yeah, sort yeah, yeah. of like straddled that line a little bit as well. Yeah, you know that that you know it wasn't the totally humorless, po-faced, serious, yeah. morbid time that people kind of often like to make out that it was. Um, Not at all. Not at all. No. And and regular urban survivors, to me, um, because I didn't really know, like kind of subgenres meant fuck all to me at that time. Do you know what I mean? They meant literally, it, they were British, so I thought they were Britpop. 
um but they were kind of their guitars were a bit heavier than dodgy or something do you know what i mean yeah and um quite quite a lot heavier to be fair. quite a lot heavier to be fair and um i bought this album when um so my early bunch of cds i bought in fact the first three i bought queen grits it's two when i first got a cd player Mm -hmm. i got um michael jackson's bad and then i got we can't walk genesis live for the first three cds i bought and then i had stuff like dire straits and i got a load this is better than all of those Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> no, we're not bad. It's not better than bad by Michael Jackson. Come on. Um, I just wanted to see your reaction. <laughs> and I, the fact that I went, yeah, and then went, hold on. <laughs> That's how good it is. It's so good. I'm waving, about, so, I'm waving the CD about like a fucking madman. Uh, I did that thing that you probably do when you're young as well, where you buy a lot of like, now that's what I call music, like mm. dance hits. Mm. Da, 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 da. So I had a lot of like 90s dance compilations yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then one day, a guy lived in my village, Chalky White, Stephen White. Uh, yeah. We call him Chalky because White was his surname and we're hilarious. So um, <laughs> Why Chalky, does everyone in your village have a stupid nickname? <laughs> uh, it's not a lot to do around here. <laughs> Sorry. can come up with stupid nicknames. Carry um, on. Uh, he broke into my house when what? my mum was at work and I was at school and he stole all my CDs. Now, right? Chalky's a bit of a cunt, isn't he? He's a right cunt. Yeah. Why did he and do that? Because he's just a thieving bastard. He nicked a pie off my... He did. He he literally nicked a pie off of... An apple pie off of... That was calling on the... Like a cartoon fucking wolf or something. He nicked an apple pie from my, <laughs> my window. That, like my mum had left an apple pie... Maybe. And he snuck in and nicked it. Like, did and the, he'd still come around my house and we were like, what? Did the smoke waft to his nostrils and then he just followed it with his nostrils. <laughs> yeah. while so anyway, he was a bit of an idiot. Is and he a mate, sort of, he a mate out, of yours? He's not a mate, is he? Well, sure. no, he's not a mate. He was sort of, he was a bit, he's from the sort of the rough side of the village. Uh, and he just, and everyone used to sort of come around my house because people would come just come around my house. And he came around. So anyway, he knew I had some CDs and he nicked them. And we found out he did it. We didn't dob him in. We, I was just like, right, mate, well, you obviously can't come around my house anymore. Fuck off. Um, but my mum claimed it on the insurance because I think like they broke, he broke a window to get out as well. He broke the seal on the latch on the window. So my mum was like, well, you know, we got home insurance. So I'm going to um, claim the the, the sort of the payment for that back and she claimed the the cds as well and then one day she went to me uh well, we got the insurance check through and you've got 150 pound spend on cds Sweet. to replace your cds That's now nice. i wasn't going to go you, back Jackie and White. buy yeah and actually so i wasn't going to go oh i i'm going to go back and buy you know I'll, I'll rebuy that copy of you know smash hits 1992 mm. i was like well fuck it i'm going to buy Too evil limited. empire Oh. no i bought it. i i i remember this like it was it was like fucking it's like winning the lottery back then i went into yeah. r price and there was a sale on and i bought evil empire nice. i bought core by standard pilots nice. i bought uh amorica by the black crows nice. i bought one hot minute by the red hot chili peppers i bought um fuck off it's <laughs> um um and i bought i bought a bunch of stuff basically i think i bought um nirvana unplugged because even though i'd heard it i didn't own it and i bought Regular Urban Survivors. The which best. Is one of the albums the that I bought. The best of the CDs that you bought that day. <laughs> of the CDs that I bought that day. Yes. Um, I, and it was, and suddenly I'd gone from having like quite a few sort of embarrassing CDs and a few kind of like newer, cool alternative rock albums to having like this, just all the best bands 
in the world at the time that everyone all and I had a really suddenly had a really cool CD collection mm. and one of them was regular Urban survivors so that's when I bought this album that is a fairly long-winded way about um how I got this record <laughs> but I basically changed my entire identity overnight just because someone robbed my house wicked it was, it was worth it for the chalky white story shall we get him on the show he could be a guest I don't know where he's no I wouldn't <laughs> let him in my house I don't think that's a good point yeah you shouldn't let him in your house he might steal a pie I'll tell you about something that he did afterwards, which is not suitable for okay. being aired here. <laughs> okay, amazing. And it's pretty distressing, I have to be honest. But yeah, oh, he can't lovely. come around my house. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's not coming around my house. <laughs> All right. Trust me. Well, if you want to hear that, um, it's £10 on Patreon a month. You do not want to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it didn't occur to me at the time, being young, non-cynical person, that much like quite a, quite a few records around this time um <laughs> regular urban survivor was a sort of sequel to um uh how to make friends and influence people in the way that like inferior sequels often are the case not all the time but you know when you get an inferior sequel which is basically the first one like the best bits of the first one kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it didn't occur to me at the time that Perseverance is basically Oblivion Part 2. You know, um, Celebrity Hit List is kind of like Pretend Best Friend Part 2 sort of thing. You know, mm. they're like there's... There are... It's, 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 it's similar to Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets. I mean, Master of Puppets, I wouldn't say is an in inferior at all. Um there's an argument to say it of, I know you won't agree with this, but Dookie and Insomniac. In fact, I, I think they're pretty much on the same level, Dookie and Insomniac, yeah. but, but certainly they're the same, you know, same length, same kind of, um, mm -hmm. the way that the albums kind of flow is the same. Mm -hmm. And it never really occurred to me until probably a, a few years ago, to be to be honest with you, uh, which is quite embarrassing considering how many... When you were writing your thesis on Terrorvision. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I got a job at The Independent and the first thing I said is, I want to interview Terrorvision. Uh, <laughs> um, but there is definitely sort of the sense that they kind of... I mean, they hit it really big with, with uh, How to Make Friends. Five singles off of one album. That doesn't happen unless they hit they hit it really big but they arguably hit it bigger with this record to be honest yeah i mean how we, we how to make friends peaked in the top 20 regular urban survivors peaked in the uk album charts at number eight and also this is a, a fact that i have been telling anyone who <laughs> will listen to me for years and years and years in 1996 at the during nebworth the height of Britpop, when the spice girls came through as well Boy bands like fucking like just the end of Take That, Boys Aim Around. Terrorvision had more top 20 singles in 1996 in the United Kingdom than anyone else. I think actually, yeah, it's true. Uh, my jaw just drops. That was a silent thing. Four wow. top 20 hit singles. Wow, well, there you go. That's in the year the 1996. Best, best band of the 90s. Mm. Um, I mean, should that be surprising? Well, yes, no, it is surprising. Um, but yeah, I mean, but they write such brilliant so it is it is really interesting i don't want to keep going back to Corey taylor but it is really interesting that we're talking about this the week that that record came out because um we said then that like the one thing that Corey taylor had to do was write hooks uh and he yeah. couldn't even manage didn't. that this i mean television are so and and god bless tony wright tony wright is 
brilliant at writing hooks that a are really 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 get into your head but but for the most part aren't annoying and i think um this i think this was the kind of downfall of tequila i say downfall obviously tequila is a really interesting moment in kind of british rock history um mm. so tequila came later it came after this record but tequila is kind of one of those songs which gets in your head but is kind of cloying and is kind of annoying i mean for, oh, i hate it for the record tequila is one of in my opinion objectively one of the worst songs television have ever released and i think this reaction um to television we kind of like every time they come up we sort of joking you know i mean i am not joking in my love for television i think they are a fucking phenomenal band but i think they became far more of a joke post tequila which is really odd because you know it's this massive massive hit did it get to number one or was it number two it number it? two kept off the top by pretty fly for a white pretty guy fly, of through. course yes that's right and they did it i remember when them... rock came back <laughs> rock was back rock's back everyone yes <laughs> you remember that <laughs> and i you know i remember seeing terrorvision on noel's house party for example yeah. you know uh and all this sort of stuff is like what the hell are terrorvision doing on noel's house party that's amazing um and uh oh god Noel's house party they need to bring that back don't they haven't brought that back haven't ruined Did that <laughs> no well you know my love for mr Bobby as well Mike, michael barrymore's house party would be better <laughs> i reckon <laughs> you imagining michael barrymore's house, somebody pitching michael barrymore's yeah. house party yeah no, in no 2020 no. we've got to be careful <laughs> to, we've got to, to be, channel gotta be careful mm. gotta be careful uh <laughs> so anyway um but when obviously now when people think about television they think of tequila and it's a it's really irritating and frustrating because tequila is a bad impression of television i do appreciate it's television doing a bad impression of television but it is television without any of the kind of style or any of the kind of um gumption like the, the fun quote unquote is still there but there's this different there's this thing that we said you know in the Corey taylor interview that often uh the interview in review <laughs> that's not going to happen anytime soon um that uh often people saying that something is fun is code for the quality of shit and that's mm. just not the case with television they were fun and the quality was very very high but tequila is tequila is a uh example where the quality was quite low and yeah. it was fun. well the whole of shaving peaches that came as a bad album at the wrong time 1998 yeah. when follow the leader and mechanical animals and you know just after around the fur and yeah. cold chamber and new metal was the thing and yeah. they released a bad record i think shaving uh, peaches is objectively their worst record yeah um, it's a bad bad record but back to the album we're actually Sorry. talking about yeah, yeah. um well, yes I just you're thought, right I, I thought it was worth mentioning just because i'm yeah. sure that that is people's perception of terrorvision yeah and if you mm -hmm. go back to um any of these first three records i'd even say good to go as well good to go is a great record the one they did after shaving peaches um okay i, I don't think i've heard that because terrorvision for me exists in regular urban survivors and then tequila comes along and i'm just not interested really okay yeah. shaving peaches was a blip um it's got josephine okay. on it to be fair and three wishes Which is, both of those are bad songs I think. oh come I think on if i had bad. three wishes i would wish for five 
That's not good, man. I think there's two good songs on that record. I mean, if they're the best two songs, songs on that album, oh, yeah, I've not they, listened to it for a long time, but fuck me. They probably are the two best songs. I mean, They'd be the two worst songs. If you stuck those either of those songs on any of the first three al- albums, and I'm going to talk about how Regular Urban Survivors is probably my favourite television album, but yet deeply flawed in a minute <laughs> i still think they would be the worst two songs on that record um you, you may you may well be right yeah they, they'd mm. be in the, they'd certainly be in the lower echelons look when you've got songs like perseverance easy uh dog chewed the handle bad actress celebrity hit list yeah they probably would be well down yeah. there yeah I yeah agree. but um but here's i mean here's the thing which you probably there might be people just going like listen to these two Chortling on about the, this band who Chortling. had that one hit. Chortling. <laughs> Chortling, sorry. That, yeah, yeah. That, they had this kind of one massive hit um, and, you know, uh, didn't really... Uh, I kind of been, you know, as you say, reduced now to the kind of um, nostalgia scene of like something yeah. which was just not even really a, a, a thing at all. Mm. Renfrey, having listened to them today for probably the first time in a while... Um, what sort of band are te- what are television? Because I, I can't really work it out. It, it's quite hard to to figure it out. The the Wikipedia page for this record says uh, glam rock slash hard rock. Um, I understand the glam rock thing, and I think what you said about Slade is a really actually a really good comparison point. Actually, um, hard rock would probably be the best way to describe them but then they do all sorts of different things don't they i mean if you take a song like um uh hide the dead girl you know it has that kind of um what is it a theremin a theremin thingy in it and they're kind of i mean they grow up on bands like guns and roses and stuff like that um but you know they're like guns and roses from bradford you know (laughs) well this is the weird thing about it i think is that you know when when i mean for me particularly regular urban survivors i mean i will have to go back to how to make friends but in my mind how to make friends is a more of a brit clearly brit rock i mean i think if you look at the bands who were sort of the big brit rock bands around that kind of little period where it looked like brit rock was going to be the thing um you could never mistake the Wild Hearts for a Brit pop band. You could never mistake Thunder for being a Brit pop band. You could never mistake Skunk and Ancy for being a Brit pop band. They were Brit rock. They were clearly rock bands. Uh, television was so sort of cartoonish. Yeah. And even, you know, it's not even like, like the Wild Hearts and were cartoonish. And I'm stopping short of saying that skunk and Nancy were cartoonish because they weren't but skunk and Nancy had a very very clear um their image was incredibly striking do you know what i mean mm-hmm. um i think even back in those days you wouldn't have looked at feeder and thought they have anything really to do with brit pop i mean i don't know high came out and that was a bit more but anyway yeah um, it's a couple of years later but yeah yeah mm, but certainly around that time that sort of first wave of the big brit rock bands sensor um skin the almighty um who i know were irish and i was going to add in the only other one that sort of fit in around that time and that scene would probably ash mm. and i think there was an art you could have looked at ash and gone oh that's a bit kind of rip poppy even mm-hmm. though they probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have been very happy about it but but television and particularly television of regular urban survivors the stuff like horns on mugwump yeah. that you just would not be in a rock band yeah there's stuff like the 
the way that Easy play the kind of clean guitar chords on Easy is pure Britpop. There's stuff like, again, the horns on Perseverance and the bounce. Of, like, I remember hearing Perseverance and being like, this is like, because obviously Pulp were from Sheffield, Terrorvision were from Bradford. Pulp had that kind of, you know, Pulp to me, like, I'm not sure anyone's ever made this comparison ever, but, but Pulp were like the kind of, if there was like a northern family of musicians, Pulp was the sort of older brother who listened to the Smiths and went to art school and television were related, but they just stayed at home and got a job in a factory and went to the work <laughs> and went to the working man's club. And that was sort of the difference. Do you know what I mean? Working and, man's club is quite a nice phrase to use for television, actually. I yeah. Think. I mean, and, and, and are, I, I, I mean that in a positive manner. And it, yeah. it's, it's kind of pub rock, but it's also kind of, it's got the shine. It's got the kind of the, the, the day glow cartoony shininess of, glam rock but it's also got that kind of british tongue-in-cheek thing that mm. the Britpop bands are doing mm. and it kind of it meant that you know 20 you know four top 20 singles they never really felt like they belonged to anyone like i would sort of look at them and go well you know i can imagine them you know they played the the main stage at reading festival first time i saw them it was the prodigy regents machine offspring terrorvision they were above weezer they were above weezer and mm. ice tea mm. i mean it was that mm. year after when they were they were subbing Metallica and then Marilyn Manson got moved up to, and they were, they were people who were furious. I think television were furious. Yeah. Like we've, we've sold more records than Marilyn Manson. Yeah. We should be above Marilyn Manson. And you think of that today, like television subbing Metallica, yeah. but yeah. nobody blinked a fucking eyelid at no. the time no. because they were that big. And, you know, I saw them at Glastonbury on the pyramid stage mm -hmm. on the same day as Beck and the prodigy and the smashing pumpkins. And, super like you know big fucking bands again like super i think supergrass are a pretty good comparative band supergrass yeah. at the point were they were a Britpop band mm. um but they were a Britpop band who had quite big guitars and sort of super sunshiny choruses mm. and television had that as well and then it's not as obvious and linear to just go oh they go in Britpop uh, or they go in brit rock and that's the end of it they were a they're a really weird band and to sort of go, oh, they're just the, the tequila band. It's actually, a, it's harder to, it's harder to, to actually pinpoint what they are than that, I think. I think that's the key thing though. They are a really weird band. They do all sorts of different things within this kind of, I mean, I, I person, I understand what you're saying with your Britpop comparisons and I don't entirely disagree. I think basically um, they have the melodies of Britpop and the hooks of Britpop, but with the guitars and the sort of attitude of Britrock, really. Um, I mean, I went to see that Britrock Must Be Destroyed tour um, three yeah. years ago. No, two years ago uh, at the Hammersmith Apollo. Were you there? By any no, unfortunately, I didn't go to that. Um, now I can't go to anything. Um, I'm pretty annoyed that I didn't see Because it was Wild Hearts Television and... Uh, Reef, wasn't it? Yes. With dodgy opening. Yes, yes. <laughs> or do dodgy, like, what are you doing there? Didn't bother seeing dodgy, I'm not going to lie. Um, but I got in for Terrorvision and, um, you know, they, they were... The thing with Terrorvision, they have so many catchy, hooky songs that, I mean, they did 16 songs that night um and it was they were brilliant they were fucking sublime because they have so many brilliant brilliant songs uh didn't do tequila i'd like to point out as well um so i, th I think they're kind of 
you know, they sort of see it as a, a, a noose around their neck as well. Um, and it was just flawlessly brilliant. And Wild Hearts came on straight after them. And in terms of like who was heavier, I'd say Wild Hearts were like a smidgen heavier. But really, in reality, you know, they're both like in terms of how hard they hit. I mean, Wild Hearts were absolutely astonishing that night, I have to say. I think Wild Hearts sort of walked away with it um, that particular evening. Um, Wild Hearts still feel like a, a, a band who are a relevant band. Do you know what I mean? You've got two bands there who were big in the 90s and you've got the Wild Hearts who have continually, yeah. you know, like their album was still, was in my top 20 albums of last year. I still listen to it. It's it's fucking great. Yeah. And yeah, and they, they've not really slowed down, I don't think. Well, Ginger certainly hasn't. Well, certainly Wild Hearts have played more regularly and so therefore are more kind of road they're more road hogs and more kind of, i mean terrorvision these days kind of pop out for anniversaries and stuff like that and and it is very much kind of like the retro circuit um i've seen them a fair few times on on that kind of retro circuit just because i have a really good time seeing them um and you you could see it as a guilty pleasure but to be honest with you i i really like they do still bring it live like not not in not in a manner that wild hearts would would and certainly not in the, the manner that they did that night but I, I they were pretty close for me in terms of like mm. which which was best you know we should actually talk about yeah yeah, yeah the, the record um <laughs> oh go on why do you it's... why do you think it's why do you think it's not what what was it listening back to it that the middle think? of this record okay so i put it on and i was like oh i really like this album mm. um it's my favorite television album i i think it's the i think it's the best one i think it's really good i'm sure it's and i went in going i'm sure it's dated a bit mm. i'm sure it has um and then i was really surprised at how well it started i think enter or ego mm. uh super chronic which is only two minutes 50 and i think it absolutely justifies its position mm -hmm. in and it's a it's a great kind of mid enter or ego and perseverance track one and three super chronic in the middle is kind of the weaker of those three but i still think it's, it's great very because good. it's short yep. and it's a big stompy banger yeah um enter i has got that brilliant like twangy guitar don't care for easy i never really liked easy because oh. it was to me it was the most indie brit poppy kind of one that they had ever done it was i was like this is like full-blown kind of brit pop now um i kind of see it as like a slowed down madness maybe yeah i i, I, mean, I, I think i think scarier stuff on that yeah okay yeah, fair yeah, enough yeah. i mean uh i bought all three to give you night you know how much i like them at the time i bought all three versions of the single because it had live tracks on it wow so, you know. there you go uh, uh which i still unbelievably we're talking about cds that i have and haven't got rid of and i'm pretty sure that i've still got them somehow. <laughs> um yeah okay. definitely get rid of three feet high and rising by della soul but <laughs> keep the easy singles which is now worth like 50 quid um you're about to say uh, it has a bit of a saggy middle is what you're saying aren't you? i think it's got a, a bit of a saggy middle in 2020 easy uh, hide the dead girl is all right okay. and then you get conspiracy which ah i mean as a sort of pre preface to tequila i mean can like i know everybody sort of had a go at doing this kind of electro rock in the 90s mm. but holy shit 
Mm. Does that song sound dated? It is mm. Mm. like unbelievably dated and it probably wasn't great at the time. Today it sounds bad. I think Didn't Bleed Red is probably two minutes longer than it actually fucking needs to be. Uh, um, uh, yeah, certainly a minute, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, Dog Chew the Handle is... I mean, it's less than three minutes long, and I can kind of give it a pass, but I wouldn't say it's great. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that "Dog Chewed the Handle" is a wonderful song, but it, it's, it. I mean, oh, I don't want to sound like I'm one of those Corey Taylor fanatics, but it is fun, like genuine. <laughs> And actually, actually, quality, quality, <laughs> quality. He's wise. on the payroll. He's yeah. on the television payroll. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're paying me like fifty p for this for this review. Um, I, 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 I just, I just really enjoy talk the dog cheat the handle, and it's a like, I, yeah, it's not the best song on this record, but it's it's fun. I, I like it. I like dog cheat the handle. That's fine. It's not the worst. In, I mean, you know, in amongst kind of. Uh, Junior again, I think is n unnecessary in a thirteen-track album. Junior's I think fine. Junior, yeah, Junior. Uh, but, then but then you get you get four absolute fucking just killer songs yep. that end the record. Yeah, and they, I mean, I I said this to you. I think Bad Actress is the best television song. Yeah, I full, full stop. I re-listened to it with that in mind, and I have to say, it is a fantastic song. I think "Bad Actress" is sort of this version, this uh, uh, album's version of "Some Might Say." Uh, some, some, oh, is it different? Some, some people say, <laughs> "Fuck's sake, I did it yeah. again." Um, which I also love. Um, uh, it, it's it's an amazing song it, it absolutely deserves a place on every single television best of um the way that those strings intersect with the actual song itself i mean if i would say if people think all television are is tequila i think if you listen to bad actress you'd be quite surprised that they're capable it's when you hear songs like bad actress and some people say and um stuff like stuff like that where you go well no they are more than just this band who were just sort of like fucking around do you know yeah. what i mean like they were capable they yeah. were capable of much 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 more than that if they wanted mm. to and bad actress i mean it's undoubtedly one of the best songs on this record um and yeah it's it's a brilliant brilliant song i don't think i'd go as far as to say it's my favorite television song but it's undoubtedly a fantastic song yeah i th i think it's like it is aged incredible i mean it again has, I, w it? I would i would be you know i think it's it's a weird one because on one hand i would like if you're 18 or if you're 20 and you're listening to this if you're in your early 20s and you've never heard this band before please do tweet us and let us know yes how you feel about this song because i would be really really genuinely interested to know how people feel about television now Same. and certainly that song certainly yeah. that song yeah. because i don't think if anyone what any people go do what what whales yeah. and dolphins yeah. i like tequila yeah. and they probably don't really consider a song like bad Act. and i would i'm wondering if i think it sounds good today because i've sort of always was so impressed with it 
when it first came out and now I'm going, oh yeah, I remember how impressed I was with this. And But I genuinely think like it sounded to my ears, it sounded really, really good still today. Just a really good song. It's really a, well-written song. It, it's a brilliant, really good strings. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a brilliantly crafted song. Like, like, like I mean, genuinely, it's brilliantly crafted. Like when it goes to, if I was to say anything, yeah. you say anything. Like when it goes into that bit, um, it's so epic the, how it? It, yeah it's really good and it's it's so 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 far removed from what you think television are yeah. and then they follow it up with two minutes of if i was you which i think is like <laughs> that could only work coming off the back of bad actress because it is as fucking throwaway and dopey and banana splitsy as, as, as I mean, television, I, get as television much, yeah. can possibly get. I mean, they go from one, you know, we've just written this, you know, the most perfect song we're ever going to write. Mm. And we're going to follow it up with this two minute, like ding, 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 ding. And it's, it's like, this, oh, it's okay. this album's version of what the doctor ordered again from how yeah. to make friends. And, um, but again, like that song live sounds fucking great. I mean, that was, is, that was one of the songs that they played at the Hamsmith Apollo when I last saw them. And it was great. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> I'll bet. And then Celebrity <laughs> Hit List, again, you know, Celebrity Hit List, again, another fucking top 20 hit. And again, like a big fucking riff yeah. and a really, really catchy chorus. And then it ends with Mugwump, which I think might be my second or third favorite song on the on the record. Be again, like super catchy. I love the horns. It's not, again, it's not really what you expect television to do. It's quite Brit poppy. It's quite park lifey. I think it's quite, it mm. reminds me of Blur, reminds me of Blur quite a lot. I can see that, I can see that. Um, and it just, yeah, I think those last four songs are, that is the fucking, that is the bullseye for this record. Um, the first three are great as well. I just think the middle of it is is pretty saggy. And if this is the best television album and I'm no longer convinced that it is. It's I should not. definitely go. I should definitely <laughs> go back to how to make friends and influence people. I'm just looking at the track listing for how to make friends and influence people now. And funnily enough, uh, I think I'm already like, oh yeah, in 2012, as I sit here now looking at the track listing between the two. Although my favourite songs are still on regular Urban Survivors, there's more songs that are actually good on how to make friends and influence people. Funnily enough, I do agree with you. I just don't I just don't agree that the saggy middle is as saggy as you're saying it. And maybe that's just my nostalgia for it and maybe that's just my love for television, but um I I, I definitely agree that the the middle part, I'd say from Hide the Dead Girl because I think Easy's wonderful. From Hide the Dead Girl to Junior is <clears throat> not of the same quality as the, the bookends for this album um and there mm. is there is a strong argument to say that this album ends better than it starts which is a really cool way for an album yeah. to to um to evolve and uh uh it's a really cool journey for an album to take um but songs yeah songs like conspiracy and i mean i don't think conspiracy is a bad song i'll accept that it's not dated well but i don't think it's bad quote quote unquote bad you know it it is bad <laughs> all right fine <laughs> fine mate uh, i'm not being funny i'm not being funny that is a that is not only that is a, a dated song but but also a quite a bad song <laughs> as well okay fine. uh, uh do you not think that you know what now what you know what it's like it's that is one of the times where they're 
it's kind of cloying what? what they're you know damn well you know damn well what uh, yeah and i i remember i was i had this album on when my dad came to pick me up to go to football back in the 90s when we used to go and watch uh pompey and he, i was in my bedroom um and he came upstairs and i was listening to this album and that song came on and he went what is this it's fucking awful <laughs> and i went shut up old man shut up old man this is what the kids are listening to now this is like this is cutting edge and all this i was like you're just a fucking old fuddy duddy no he was right it's shit I, w- I would be happy to um say that it's quite probably the worst song on the record um yeah it, it, but but i but i don't but bad I don't. I, it's it's dated. It's undoubtedly dated. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's like objectively a bad song, but it's it's not dated very well. I would totally agree with you on that. Um, the, I mean, Terravision did do this electro pop thing a little bit. I, I think they did it with better results on "Do You Want to Go Faster," which was the first single from "Good to Go," which you probably yeah, I have remember, heard that. Yeah, yeah, I have heard that. Um, uh, so they did do that a little bit, and yeah, most electro stuff from the '90s is dated really badly because technology's really moved on since then. Um, but you know, I mean, th- this record was made what uh, 24 years ago, so it's not a yep. massive surprise. Um, no, 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 no. I mean, it's not the only thing that's dated from it. To be perfectly no, honest, no, no, it no, does no. sound. This sounds like you know, it it sounds like 1996 again. For me, the greatest year for music ever. And we're talking about a very, very good record from the greatest year for music ever. But like, it, it, uh, nothing. I mean, if someone said to me, like, what does, what did 1996 sound like? I think you could play them Celebrity Hit List or Perseverance and go, that's what 1996 sounded like. Yeah. As much as you could, you know, fucking, uh, and what's the, so Sally can wait. What the fuck? As if I've forgotten the name of Don't Look, don't back, look in back in Anger. anger. What? Yeah. 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 <laughs> as, it, as much as Don't Look Back in Anger or Country House or, mm. I know that was Country House was 95, but you know. But there's a difference between saying this is what blah, blah, blah era sounded like and something having dated. Because yeah. a song like Perseverance, I would say, hasn't dated. I think, I think it sounds very 1996, but has it dated? I don't know. I think mm. it's such a fucking class song. I'm not sure if it has. Bad Actress certainly sounds brilliant still. I don't think Celebrity Hitless is dated particularly. No. Um, you know, Conspiracy? Yeah. Didn't Bleed Red? Yeah. You know, um, Hide the Dead Girl? Yeah, I get, I get it. You know, definitely there are some dated songs on this record. But, you know, um, maybe even Enter Alter Ego, which is a brilliant song. But I don't know if I could honestly say, oh, that sounds really current. Um mm. But yeah, I think there's, I, I understand what you're saying and they do very much evoke that era, but just because something evokes an era doesn't mean it's dated. I think there's a, a nuance kind of difference no, I, between those two. I, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And when I say like, you know, when if someone was to say to me, what did 1996 sound like? And I would go, it sounded like Perseverance by Terrorvision. Yeah. And I, I think it did. And I think that that makes it sound like a really, that make, you'd probably go, it's a pretty fun year. Yeah. And it was. Well, I was high on a Molotov of cocktails, you know. I was low mm. on a hundred things. I was yeah. wrong to put my money where my mouth is, but I was right about the whales and the dolphins. And dolphins what I also like about Perseverance, if you haven't mentioned, is the doon 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 which always makes me go, when the snowman brings the snow. <laughs> if you can't... <laughs> that bit, that bit, I mean, again, the Slade thing is like, that bit, 
when it goes do 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 do, and you don't sing where the snowman brings the snow. <laughs> I, like it, it is that song. It absolutely is. Um, actually, I mentioned yeah, earlier. Actually, Wizard and Slade are actually quite good. Um, yeah. Did yeah, Television yeah. release the Christmas single? I don't think they did. Did they? They would have been no, prime but they would have been fucking perfect for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Fucking perfect for that. Um, I did see them live a fair few times on this record. So I saw them playing Reading for the first time, Reading 96, as I mentioned, on that just spectacular day. The, the, the further I get away from that day, the more I realise it was one of the best days of my entire life. <laughs> and I don't care how emo or pathetic that makes me sound. It was, it was fucking glorious that day. Um, we had, as I've mentioned already, the Prodigy, Regents Machine, Offspring, Terravision, Weezer, Ice-T, Battle Surfers, Collapse Lung, that was a, okay, and, <laughs> si and Seaweed as well. And, you know, and it was just, it was just an amazing, it's, you know, first time being at a festival. Yeah. And it really got going because, I mean, to be honest, I didn't know anything about Seaweed. I didn't, I knew one Collapse Lung song. Oh, Downset, Downset were on, who were great, but it was quite aggressive for me at that time. And, um, you know, I didn't know anything about the battle surfers really. Um, I knew a bit of iced tea, but I was sort of not as interested in rap at that point. And uh, and I really liked Weezer, but Weezer didn't want to be there, and they played a lot of stuff yeah, yeah, from yeah, Pinkerton yeah. that no one had heard. So it was a bit like, quite a bit, yeah. uh, okay, see you then, guys. As can be and heard on up, the Pinkerton Deluxe Edition. As yeah. can be heard on the the Pinkerton Deluxe Edition and our podcast about Pinkerton mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on the classic albums. And it wasn't really like the day really for me was building up to that run of Terrorvision offspring residence machine prodigy. Mm. And when Terrorvision walked on, I was just like, there's a band who's I've got both. I know all their songs. I've, I know every song. Mm. And it was the first time I was like, I know every single fucking song mm. this band are going to play apart from like the two songs they played from formaldehyde, which I didn't own at that point. Mm. And they were brilliant. Yeah. I remember Tony Wright was wearing orange combat trousers. Nice. Which is a, Bold choice. Yeah. Um, I actually went and bought some orange combat trousers uh, in the aftermath of that. In and people said to me, Tony Wright. And people said to me, that is a bold choice. Mm. You're wearing orange combat, orange camo trousers. And I said, yes, it is a bold choice. <laughs> and that was where the conversation ended for the most part. Unfortunately, um, um, Declan from Cyclefly adopted that a few years later and made it very, very yeah. uncool, didn't he? he? He did, yeah, yeah. Well, I never felt like I was that cool when, if you listened to anyone when they were saying, when they were talking, they were like, nah, it's not cool. Um, if people if people listen to Bad Actress and come back to us and tell us if it's dated, and then if people listen to fucking, what was the big song, Cyclefly song, No Violet or something like that, and tell us whether it's dated... Ah, oh, cycle yeah. fly. But <laughs> but television were really, really fucking good. And yeah. the sort of 45, 50 minutes that they had on stage at the time felt like one of the most exciting times of my life. I then saw them at the Southampton Guild Hall, supported by Feeder. Again, nice. you know, like a, they, they did a kind of 80 minute set. Mm -hmm. So it's more songs. Um, again, I knew all the songs. And again, they were great. Yep. They were fucking, and I was... Back in those days, do you ever, I don't know if you ever used to do this, when you first started going to gigs, you would like look at every member for a song or look, you'd make sure like, I'm going to make sure I examine what each person from the band is doing yeah, totally. while I'm kind of down the front jumping. And I remember looking at all four of them and being like, 
they're all really different, aren't they? They are they are like a cartoon band. Yeah. They're all just completely different from one another. Yeah. And um and every you know, it felt like I remember Kerrang did the hundred coolest rock stars ever in nineteen ninety six. They did it when they had this kind of countdown for people voting. And all four members of Terrorvision were in that top one hundred. All four it wasn't just Tony Wright. Lay Markey on bass. Shutty on drums. Wow. Mark cool. Yates on guitar. And they had, and they all four, I mean, you know, today it seems like insanity that you could pick kind of most bands. Like if you pick the hundred coolest rock stars ever, the hundred most popular best rock stars ever, that any band would have all four members in that list. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't think of any where you would get all, I guess like Nirvana, you might get, I mean, would Chris get in? Probably not. Um, but I mean, maybe would Bill Ward get in from Sabbath? Maybe not. I think Geezer, Tony, and Ozzy definitely would. Geezer might. I'm not sure. Bill would. You look at you go. All four members so, of fucking television better than Black Sabbath. You heard it here first. Better than Black Sabbath and Nirvana. Yeah, <laughs> is what I'm saying. I think that's fair. Or, yeah. Although back then. Um, Back then, all three members of Nirvana, I think, did get voted in. But yeah, you just wouldn't... I, I Honestly, I can't think of a single band where they'd all... Four members had enough of a personality that they would get voted into, like, the top 100. Or even if you opened up the fucking... Maybe if you opened up to 200, that's when you'd get Bill Ward in, and that's when you'd get, like, yeah. Chris Novoselic in, yeah, and that's yeah, when you'd yeah. get, like, I don't know, fucking Ray Luzier. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think Ray Luzier's getting in. Lovely man, though, Ray Luzier. I, I yeah. represent for Ray Luzier um did you they see, were a big deal did you they see them deal. any other time around this time i saw them um at uh glastonbury 1997 as mentioned um they were on after uh echo and the bunny men oh nice very nice yeah uh and before the levelers mm -hmm. i actually thought they should sort of swap that down a little bit um it was raining it was fucking horrible fucking unbelievable horrible weather mm -hmm. and again tony wright came out i got on the barrier for it and i don't really think the people of glastonbury cared or knew what was going on and that's when i sort of went ah television are um they're just for sort of they've not really translated to the wider music fan they really do feel like they're just because i i was like yeah television and at reading yeah television at their own show yeah television at Glastonbury, people were like, who are this band? Mm -hmm. And that's when I sort of thought, ah, rock music, it's not quite as culturally relevant throughout the country as, you know, like I say, Supergrass came on, you know, a few hours later and everyone was going absolutely batty for them. Mm -hmm. um, even the Smashing Pumpkins, people were like, just some fucking old rock band, aren't they? In 1997. Um, but yeah, but they were good. I mean, television were, were very good again and they gave a lot of energy, but it was like absolutely shitting it down mm. on the in the muddiest field in the world and a bunch of people who were just really there to sort of uh, take acid and listen to dance music, which was sort of the cool thing at the time. We were just mm. sort of staring at them like, who are these fucking clowns? Yes. Uh, and then they played Reading um, before Marilyn Manson in between Bush and Marilyn Manson. And again, they were very, very good. Although at that point, having seen them so much, I was slightly less excited about it. And, um, you know, I, I got a bigger, they got, they didn't get as big a pop to use a wrestling terminology as, um, 
as Corn did, as Jonathan Davis did when he came out on stage with Marilyn Manson. And that's when I remember sort of thinking, yeah, I think maybe like the the game's going to be up soon. Mm. I do definitely remember feeling that. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, it was a it was a it was a wild ride while it was happening. Well, it was an interesting one, wasn't it? Because as I mentioned before, Tequila got to number two in the charts, and then um, EMI dropped them because they released Three Wishes as a single, um, and it was their first single not to chart in the top forty, I think. And as a result of that alone, EMI dropped them, which is kind of mad when you're. I mean, as you've already correctly said, Shaving Peaches not a great record. Not very good at all. Um, full of filler, eighteen songs, way too long. Like, yeah, yeah, not not great. I do, I do think there's two, maybe three good songs on it. But yeah, when you're talking about an eighteen song record, that's not very good at all. Um, mm. But yeah, EMI dropped them despite the fact that yeah, just a few months previous they'd had a number two song uh, in the charts, which is absolutely crazy. And then that led to good to go, and then basically their disillusion. Um, just shows i mean it's, it's so ridiculous isn't it but like first time i ever saw television live was at my first ever show see metallica metallica at the big day out we've talked about uh, this a yes. few times before mm. so television played july the 10th 1999 i was bloody excited to see them they headlined the headline stage it's headline the Headlines. second stage yep sub into metallica um i i don't remember loads about it i just remember having a bloody lovely time um and they uh i think they started with josephine actually i mean they would have been on shaving peaches so um mm. but um yeah absolutely loved it and i also saw them uh on their quote-unquote last tour the take the money and run tour um at uh bath i think i think the university of bath i believe um, which was absolutely brilliant. I had an absolutely stonkingly good time. And then since then, I've just seen them um, since they returned. I saw their first show, uh, well, not the first show back, but the first tour back uh, at the Forum, which was actually might still go down as my favourite ever television gig. Um, not because they were particularly brilliant. And actually, Tony Wright um, had... Uh, a, like a really bad throat and his vocals were terrible there is actually a bootleg of that show it might even be on um spotify you know uh i think it's called for one night only and to listen back to it's pretty terrible if i'm honest but it was just one of those nights oh no it's called hit list um and it's on it's on uh uh spotify it was just one of those nights where he basically came out. He was like, I've got a really bad voice, so you need to sing for me. And the crowd were just so up for it. And I was, I remember I was pissed with my girlfriend at the time. Hello, Alison. Uh, and we, Red Bull and um, vodka was a big thing. That was like when that was the big drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Oh, oh my God. God. And all the E numbers and all the caffeine and the bull spunk or whatever it is, taurine that was in it mixed with the vodka just gave you this ridiculous drunken high <laughs> where you where you were kind of like pissed out of your mind but also really hyper and we'd had a silly amount of red ball and <laughs> vodkas before going in and i had the best time it was amazing um i saw them when they did uh how to make friends and influence people in full that was okay uh album shows I've seen them a bunch at the Hamsmith Apollo you show. Have. That was great. Like, yeah, I saw them at Download 2012, I want to say, when it was near. Yeah, yeah, and they were on the second stage. I mean, that was the last time I saw them. I thought they were actually like 
pretty good considering again it was rainy horrible second stage download the whole place is covered in mud it was gross um i think only had half an hour i think uh, my point is is even now even as a quote-unquote retro band they're just so the songs are so good and they're just so much fun that you just you're just gonna have fun aren't you i mean Mm. if if you're watching them in the rain it's going to be harder to have fun but you know it's that's not their fault no it's not um i feel like we should stop this now before we get into like hey thanks for your one pound donation now pay five pound to hear all this again at a later <laughs> date <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. um so there you go but regular urban survivors for me as i said 996 my favorite year for music um just a really really like i left sc- obviously i left school that year and this album it's the best it album does, of 1996 is what you're No, saying. it does define and it does, I think, maybe more than any other. But what I will say, I, I will end on this, is that more than any other record from that time, I think it it surmised for me how I felt at that point. Yeah, I agree. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It was like, I've said it all this all these times before, Euro 96 and Nebworth and Sex Pistols got back together and I was leaving school, I was doing my exams, I left school, I started college, you know, I had all these kind of cool, exciting things were happening. And it is, as we sort of said, I mean, if you want to pay £5 to hear this in much more detail on the Blur Park Live special, Britain at that time, it did feel like it was coming out of something and going into something else. And within a year, you know, Tony Blair was the was the prime minister and everybody believed you know wrongly that that it was gonna signal this fucking amazing new uh thing for britain where we were uh, things would only get better yes they did would only get better and um 97 joke there yeah although that song had been out for many years before that which is why when he went on about how oh britain's got such a great pop scene at the moment let's pick a song from five years ago (laughs) uh fucking idiot and but you know like uh the films the football and music and pop culture and we you know it it was actually probably the last time that it was genuinely exciting to come from this place and there you go. And this is an album which I think reflected that quite beautifully. Oh, that was a sad way to end a Terrorvision podcast. No, it wasn't. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. I'm glad to have been at that party. Do you know what I mean? I say it to you, like young people say to me, ha ha ha, you're old now. And it's like, yeah, man, I would rather have been at the best fucking party ever <laughs> and been kicked out years, like years and years ago than currently be at your shitty party with fucking TikTok and Tamagotchis and Tamagotchis <laughs> <laughs> TikTok, TikTok and, and, and fucking Pokemon, Pokemon Go and fucking SoundCloud rappers and ca- and hashtag cancelled you fucking <laughs> fuck you and I don't care how old man yells at a cloud that makes me sound uh, well I think Tamagotchis made you sound like old man yells yeah, at ta- I meant Pokemon Go but even that's four years old isn't it at least I think yeah yeah, I don't know. What are the kids playing now? I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, you should be know. playing television on your turntables. <laughs> <laughs> stream, stand television, guys. Stream, <sighs> stream regular urban survivors. Uh, anyway, um, come on, let's stop. Yeah, 
yeah let's stop this nonsense all right thanks very much for listening um that's the end of that this is a good album but it's not it's not quite as good as it used to be a bit like me oh but how to make friends mate it's so good so good coming soon on a future patreon thing <laughs> this again see you later thanks very much <laughs>